position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Welcome to episode number 371 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. We are brother being recorded for you on this Saturday, the 4th of December, 2021 at 12.38 p.m. Left coast, co- uh, left coast, coast of the most, uh, Pacific time, PST, right? Or is it just PTSD? Crack engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth holding up the whiskey sign. You're fired. And I'll give you some PTSD, Ivor. <coughs> but the whiskey, that is a good idea. Oh. That would make it for our sequel friends. Mm. The followers of the one true time of day format. 2021 12 04. That's, that's confusing. 2021 12 202112. Yeah, oh, that fucks with my head. Twenty, I don't know. Twenty twenty one, twelve oh four, twelve thirty nine. Star date. Ah, uh, got a big show for you this week, Sue. Without further ado, did we already fire? I've, I've already fired, right? Oh, I'm breaking the news to you. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, you're fired. Sorry, I forgot to send the memo. Um, okay, so straight to our top stories. So, uh, number one, first item, item, the first, we're all going to die from Omicron. Great. Just when things started to look a little bit better, uh, yeah, we're all going to die of Omicron. Omicron is now in California. It's all over the country. They say that it's uh, spreading twice as fast as Delta. So get your booster shots, motherfuckers. If you haven't gotten your shots yet, then you're, wow, you need to get your shots. But if you mm, haven't gotten your booster shot yet, get your fucking booster. Um, I hear that uh, 
appointments are starting to fill up for booster shots now, which is good. I heard on like Thursday or Friday, over two and a half million people got uh got shots of one form or another, which is good. It was a new record, but we need to if you know someone, if you can convince someone to get the fucking shot, do it. Like, do it. Then, on Friday, I saw, or on, uh, so on Thursday or Friday, on Rachel Maddow, I learned about Boo, which is dirt. Black oxygenated something. B-O-O. And uh, people are eating it and bathing in it. It's dirt. It's dirt. And they're bathing their kids in it. Uh, they say that it'll detoxify you from the vaccine. These people are fucking crazy. They're selling dirt from Canada. Four and a half ounces. So that's four and a half shot glasses full of dirt in a black plastic bag for $110 a pop. Now, the fucked up thing about this is they did a uh, soil sample analysis. It comes from a peat bog in Ontario that is just outside of a landfill. And one of the reasons why, if you know you or someone you know or love, hopefully you don't love them too much, because wow, this is like unbelievably stupid. 110 bucks for four and a half ounces of dirt that you drink and bathe in. Mmm. One of the reasons you might get goofy and feel better from uh, the dirt is it's dangerously high levels of lead and arsenic. Lead is a neurotoxin, which makes you stupid. Especially in developing minds, which can be absorbed through the skin, too, which is not good. It can't be absorbed through the skin, like, you know, like if, you, if you're covered in, like, lead dust you're going to be okay-ish. Like if you're a baby, you don't want it because then you're going to like ingest it. But uh, when it's liquefied, when it's water and you bathe in it, yeah, that'll probably get you uh, over the course of a month. You do that every day for a month. Oh, yeah. You'll be feeling it. You'll be feeling it. Works its way up your central nervous system just like alcohol does, but it stays there and is permanent. Very dangerous for developmental minds, babies, infants, toddlers, children. There's a, re- there's a reason why we don't eat lead paint. Why we don't even really make lead paint anymore. That's like, you know, used in fucking nurseries and shit. Um, yeah, so the same people who won't take a free fucking shot that like two billion people have taken for free, they will pay $110 to poison themselves by eating dirt. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Super depressing. So, in that sense, in that, in this limited sense of we're all gonna die, the week was kind of, you know, depressing. Uh, you know, in that limited sense. In the freedom dimension, though, this is a great week for Linux. We got three phenomenal games. How was that for a segue? <laughs> ah, we're all gonna die. We got three games, though. We bet we're gonna need them. <laughs> we're gonna need them. <laughs> Ooh. We got three great new... Yeah, more whiskey. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, that might be one of the funniest things that ever happened on this show. <laughs> We're all gonna die, but we got three great games. <laughs> it's like that It's like that great old joke. Uh, you know, I got good news and bad news. Well, what, what's the good news? Good news is the, Messi- the messianic age is at hand. God has returned. The prophecy has been fulfilled. Oh, okay, that's great. What's the bad news? He is so pissed. <laughs> okay. Three great games this week. Uh, 
What the? Yeah, three phenomenal Linux friendly. Ivor, you're fired. You got to clean up these notes, man. Three. It looks like it says three phenomenal love friendly germs. <laughs> it's three phenomenal Linux friendly games. Oh, oh, wheel of fortune mishap right there. Uh, but first, we have a correction. Uh, can't remember if it was last week or the week before. And this is super depressing. I stole the virtues of Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Blacklist running on Linux, and it does run on Linux, but I can't get it to work with a controller. Runs great, but I cannot get it to run with a controller. I thought it was just something fucked up in my... I cannot get it to run with a controller, so I can't play it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be fucking Sam Fisher with the mouse and keyboard. Carpal tunnel. Don't worry though. If you, like I, are suffering from a delusional reality. No, uh Look, listen, you'll pray! Um Twelve Monkeys. Monkey monkey, get it? Get it? Uh so yeah, I wanted to I wanted to be specific about that, even though it's not on sale anymore. We do have a deal for you this week, but this week it's really our feature should just be three awesome games but we can't do that because we're legally uh we're legally enslaved by uh, contractual arrangement with Dewey, Cheatham and Howe um to uh maintain the format at all costs including that of human life of shows producers personnel, resources and etc. So we will be maintaining our format! But uh, yeah, so um, we have a new Noteworthy, we got a deal but all three of these games are roughly on the same plane except for our feature our feature is on a different plane Z plane, Z plane. So yeah, so let's get straight to our new and noteworthy and we'll do the deal in in between so it'll just be kind of folded in with new and noteworthy not to confuse you, and then we'll do our feature our feature this week is on fights in tight spaces, but our first game has actually stolen the show because it came out yesterday and we're talking about that next <laughs> I was a North American fall when worm in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. Because, you know, the first game is stolen in the show. My Christopher Walken gets worse every year. Yeah, that was horrible. It sounded like uh, Clef Palette after getting hit in the face with a 2x4. Uh, da, 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 da. But, yeah, anyway, our first game this week has stolen the show. This game, Butch. This game. Had this game up his ass. Fucking four years. Um. My. (laughs) Pulp fiction there. Our first game. Awesome game. It is called Chorus. C. Charlie. Uh. Hotel, Oscar, Romeo, Uniform, Sierra. Ooh, that's a good one. Charlie Hotel, Oscar, Romeo, Uniform, Sierra. That's a good one. I love the NATO phonetic alphabet. Want me to do it for you right now? I'll do it for you right now. I know you want to hear about chorus, but uh, uh, Alpha Bravo, well, Alpha Beta, Alpha Bravo, Charlie, Delta, Echo, ABCDE, Frank, Golf, Hotel, India, HI, uh, Juliet, because R is for Romeo, not Robert, and J is for Juliet. Uh, uh, there's only one, only one, in the, only one letter in the NATO phonetic alphabet uh, is a month name. By the way, and we'll get to that one in a moment. Uh, uh, Juliet, ABCDFE, HI. J, uh, uh, Kilo, uh, Lima, Mike, I love Mike, uh, November, Oscar, Papa, Romeo, Sierra, Tango, 
T uh uniform Victor uh whiskey T U V W oh X ray uh Yankee Zebra used to be Zulu but now it's Zebra anyway so there you go that's NATO for now alphabet learn it well my friends learn it well and uh they're different why why are we getting mired in this chorus is here chorus is a descent free space-esque re-spinning of everything that makes a shooter a shooter it's almost a redefinition and i mean this it is all i've only played it's not a review i've only played 102 minutes of it by the way it works straight out of the box but Chorus is a third-person gamepad-focused, um, free-roaming, deep space RPG narrative-driven space action game with procedurally generated encounters in a static environment with story missions that are story missions. It's a little glitchy there's like a there's there's some some tiny bugs that i found but nothing that like will crash your game it's more like stuff that tiny shit like um sometimes I, it, it it can be confusing like to figure out which mission you're on and which which uh uh, side mission you're on simultaneously. Other than that, though, the game is like it's it's crazy because it's almost it's like what would happen if you took a normal scrolling space shooter from like 1997 from like Psycho, then made it 3D, and then made it like Star Wars, like it's gorgeous, the game is absolutely fucking gorgeous and you're flying through these giant superstructures if you've played Everspace or Everspace 2 some of this will be um, you know, you'll know what I'm talking about but uh, all of this is in like this complete story driven role playing game thing, but it plays like a space shooter like an old school space shooter, but in 3D, it's it's pretty nuts, and it, it's very much like Descent Free Space. Like you know, uh, in the first 102 minutes, uh, one of the cool things, cooler things that I did was um, dogfight pirates throughout the superstructure of an orbit a sub uh, of of a mining base that had all these spires and different rings and levels for like different, you know, shit and I'm dogfighting these guys and so we're weaving in and out of these uh, of these, you know, giant struts and support beams and shit and uh, it's all fucking, it's all it's all um, it's not a rail shooter it's 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 incredibly impressive. Also, there's like um, when I say role playing game, I don't just mean like in terms of like advancing the story. It's an action game, and you'll see it. Like, just look at the. I think our screenshot for this week's episode will probably be of your ship. Which, if it doesn't remind you instantly of just looking at it, like going, oh wow, they spent a lot of time on this, and then it's the first thing that you think of, and then second thing you think of is Vic Viper and T310, T3101, I think, uh, who's become unstuck in time. Course is amazing. It's really fucking cool. Runs out of the box, fantastic graphics, um, but you have like player abilities like so you level individual skills up by um, using those skills like get enough kills with the Gatling gun you'll get plus 6% damage on the Gatling gun same thing with lasers and stuff you'll get better recharge rate on your lasers 
other shit, other shit, other shit, other shit. But you also have like these psychic abilities because there's this big overarching original story to the game. It's actually pretty cool. You were like the head executioner of the death cult that is spreading across the universe, the face of the universe, subjugating and destroying planets as it goes. You are called the Circle. And the Circle's goal is to bring all into the chorus via mind control. So, uh, you know, uh, there's a light in the forest, there's a face in the trees, I'll pull you out of the chorus, and the first one's always free. Well, anyway, you were like a big head honcho in the circle, and then they made you destroy a planet, and you destroy the planet, and then you become a rogue. You leave the circle, and you fight you try to just go into hiding, and that's when the game starts with you in hiding. But the circle gives you lots of different powers and abilities. Like, you have the ability to uh, psychically somehow reach out to core, uh, circle-based machinery and stuff and see it. This is just a fancier way of saying, of explaining uh, a Lara Croft-like instinct button that highlights things in the environment that are useful to you or worthy of note. Once you get out of the first tutorial mission, you're on your own. You can fucking go wherever you want, do whatever you want. I keep getting sucked into the story missions. Um, But I've done a couple of side missions, is mostly fighting pirates and there are like just chance encounters which are mostly just fighting pirates, which are really good because you need the credits and you need the experience and uh, the game plays fast and tight and a little too twitchy for my taste, but you get used to it it has a unique and uh, uh, what's the word? Um... (laughs) It's good enough. They spent a lot of time designing the game to work specifically with a gamepad. There are reports of people getting uh, hottest systems working uh, via X input, but you don't really need that. It's designed for to be played on a console gamepad. So one of the casualties of this, unfortunately, there is no role. So you can't control the orientation of your ship and of the horizon by rolling manually, but you can do evasive maneuvers and uh, the only thing the thing that sucks is, so in Star Wars Battlefront 2 there are the best space combat shit things ever not just for Star Wars but like for arcade like you will fly through superstructures or shit and you will know that you should die but your instincts and reflexes will absolutely save you blah, this game I'm only 102 minutes in. It's not quite that good. It's up there, though. And it's a deeper... Um, it's it's not a deeper... In fact, it's more superficial. It's more arcade Reminds me a lot of the original, original Descent, uh, but without six degrees of freedom, because you can't fly immediately up or down like a, like a VTOL. But, um... And there is no in-cockpit view, which kind of sucks, but also... Well, there isn't one that I've found, but it's so good. Once you once you get used to accepting the game for what it is and what it... For what it is trying to do and be what it is and not trying to make it... And not trying to play some other game that it's not. You know what I'm saying? Um, chorus is really impressive. It's very good. Uh, done by Deep Silver and uh, 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 Deep Silver Fish Labs, published by Deep Silver, but developed by Deep Silver Fish Labs. It came out yesterday. So far, the reviews have been very positive 110. If you like space shooters, oh, and it has a free demo too. Um, but uh, Chorus is $39.99. That's our new and noteworthy title. But we have another great title that works right out of the box, and this is our deal for the week, and you only have um, uh, let me see, but uh, good job, Ivor, you put it in the show notes. You have two days. Our next game is called Biomutant. 
And it's a game that's been on my wish list for a long time. It's 50% off now through December 6th, which is two days from now, at $29.99. And that high price tag, the $60 thing, was what has kept me from giving Biomutant a try. Well, I, I got it this weekend. And Biomutant is fucking awesome. I've only played it for like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Runs great right out. Oh, it says 14 minutes. That can't be right. That can't be right. Because I spent 20 minutes on character creation. So that can't be right. I don't know how it's getting that number, but that cannot be right. Doesn't matter. So, Biomutant is a post-apocalyptic, post-human, anthropomorphized rabbit, ninja, assassin, samurai, role-playing game uh, in the vein of Sekiro, other Souls-like games, but without the difficulty more with uh, exploration and uh, character-driven blah and gorgeous, lush post-human jungle forest environments against enemies that use uh, other post-human mutant creatures such as yourself. You're a rabbit, but you're like a ninja rabbit. You are like Yojimbo. But you're also a mutant, and you have a robotic uh, grasshopper who's your friend, and the game is just gorgeous and really impressive and super polished. And it finally went on sale. So now you can get Biomutant, which you'll hear more about in the weeks to come. So get it now. For 30 bucks, you're, it's not going to get any cheaper than that. Um, not in the foreseeable future. So, uh, yeah, so we have all expensive games this week, I guess. But anyway, the cool thing is Biomutant, you have like a range attack and you have a sword attack and then you have like combos with your sword and stuff that are very arcadey but can be very effective and there's all these uh, different elements that go into um into your character's stats but the stats aren't really as important as the the way that they this is just my general gist of the game, the way that they manifest themselves in your actual uh, efficaciousness, fighting surviving, doing whatever the fuck it is you want, um, that's not a numerical thing, that's like more of an action based thing, so it's a really cool, very detailed original game uh, with a really cool character, I really wish we could use um, well, we'll save it for when we do a full review of Biomutant, because I will eventually get to it, and we will destroy it, so now our feature this week fights in tight fights in tight spaces based on with that I were oh my god it's Bolivians! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. So. Fights in tight spaces. I won't, this is not a review. This is just a feature. It's just a the new and noteworthy feature. Fights in Tight Spaces came out earlier this week. The finished game came out December 2nd, so two days ago. Um, it is... Hang on. Now through December 9th, 10% off, down from $25 to $22.49, so that's not that important. What is this game? We'll just spend like 10-15 minutes. I'll give you the lowdown, and there you go. There's also, it seems like they're uh, it, no, there is no free demo. That sucks. Because this is a game that really should have a free demo. Anyway, so Fights in Tight Spaces is Okay, look, I'm going to read what the developers have to say, because they do a really good job of kind of describing it, and then we'll go from there. They bill it as a stylish blend of deck-building, turn-based tactics, and thrilling animated fight sequences in classic action movie settings. Learn to balance your hand, momentum, and positioning to overcome the odds 
to defeat your adversaries, build your deck, control the space, and live to fight another day. So the first thing that you'll notice about Tight Spaces is its retro, um, cel-shaded, full-color stencil style, uh, 3D character design, animation, and rigging. You are always the guy in the black suit. Sometimes you're the guy in the black suit with the white hair. Choice is purely cosmetic. Doesn't matter. Your enemies will be various different colors, and in spite of like the way this might sound like um, boring, it is actually fucking slick as fuck. It it's got this uh, super hot kind of look to it, where uh, various different details, all of which become important as you learn more and more about all the various different types of enemies as you progress through the game. But, uh, all the details on your enemies tell you a lot about, yet, of course, you can highlight them, but they all have a unique look. There's one weird thing, though. There's, like, a boss, like, the first boss that you kill... I don't know if this is an accident, like, you know, maybe they pushed this out, like, too f- close to Christmas, and they didn't expect a release date this close to Christmas. But the guy looks like Santa, and it's pretty strange. Anyway, so, here's the way the game works. You are in a tight space, which can have various different objects in, in the middle and on the sides. Like, there are voids, which are, like, spaces that are outside of the fight area. So if you knock a guy through a door, he's instantly dead. If you get knocked through the same door, you're instantly dead. Uh, If you get knocked into a railing, you're instantly dead. Um, You know, blah. But you need certain moves to do those kind of moves. Certain cards to do those kind of moves. But there can be like center islands. You know, so like they're not all the same shape or size, but they are iconic action movie locales. Like, uh, the first campaign sets you off against bikers, so you're fighting in restrooms, bars, um, bike shops, garages, warehouses, small pubs, um, stuff like that. Generally, the rooms are about not of contiguous space, because, like, there are tables and shit, which eventually you can get cards that'll enable you to, like, just vault over the tables. But, like, otherwise, you know, there are things that will block your way in the middle of the thing, and the whole game is trying to do as much damage during your turn as you can while preventing any incoming damage on the following turn, either by positioning or by playing counter cards or by uh, blocking or by combinations of all the above. Um, Also, luring your opponents into hitting each other and killing each other is a very, very useful tactic. But here's the way the the game goes. And if you know me, you know I hate strategy and tactics games generally. This game is awesome. So, when you... The game is a roguelike. So, you start a run, and the map never changes. You pick a campaign. Then you pick a deck, or you can do draft mode, which kind of guides you and manipulates you through creating a custom deck very quickly. Once you get the hang of it, it's very, very, very fast. Um... You have a deck, I think it's 16, I want to say it's 16 cards, but I'm not not entirely sure. Bottom line is this, at the start of every turn, you draw, you discard all of the cards that were in your hand from the last turn, and you draw, it's either 5 or 7. And there are modifiers for all this shit because the game, as a roguelike, you have a constant experience level. Each level unlocks new cards that uh, can be brought into play. There will be cards uh, that you acquire during your run that are automatically added to your deck. But I, I, I think you start with 16. And 
So whatever you don't use during your turn will be discarded before you can use it on the next turn. The other thing is this. There are two mechanics. First is uh, momentum. Momentum are your action points. Uh, you start with three. There are certain character modifications you can get and other stuff that can make that more. Um, but you start with three out of three. Each card has a value of momentum. Sometimes it's zero, sometimes it's one, sometimes it's, you know, it can be as high. I've seen it as high as four, um, which is a lot of fucking momentum. But this informs the strategy of the, the deck building aspect. As I'm, I'm, I have, I have unlocked half of the cards so far. So I'm only like half, I've only seen half of like, the game, and I've only beaten the first campaign and seen a little bit of the second campaign, which is you in prison. You're a secret agent man, by the way. You're Agent 11 from Section 11, which makes no sense, because oh, and by the way, the region that you're working in is called Area 11, um, which does not make any sense either, but whatever. You're Agent 11 from Section 11, and you're a secret agent, and you're a badass. So momentum is the point cost is the action point cost to use that card. Cards also have ranges. Um, and then they have damage. They have the amount of damage. And one cool thing about this fights in tight spaces is that if you have modifiers that like, you know, will mo- like you know, let's say like there's a card where like if you if you use it for each currently incoming attacker, you get plus one attack for the rest of the fight. So, like, if three guys are attacking you, you play that card, you get plus three to all of your attacks for the rest of the fight. On any card where you deal attack damage, which is the only type of damage you can really deal, it will calculate that. It'll show you that number. It'll show you the calculated final number. So you don't have to do all the fucking math in your head or keep track of and or really know or understand the rules. Ooh. There are numerous, numerous, numerous different kinds of cards. Most of them fall into one of two main categories. Attack or movement. Sometimes movements can be attacks and sometimes attacks can be movements too. And sometimes uh, certain attacks can require movement or have movement implications like, for instance, jump kick can only be used, just like a roundhouse kick, um, if you're two squares away from the target and you will move one square towards the target when you're done. Bottom line is this, when you run out of action points your turn is over. Hopefully and there are helpful icons on the floor that show where everyone else is going to attack and or move. Um, hopefully, you move out of the way of everything that's coming towards you before the end of your turn. But that can be tricky, especially until you upgrade certain cards. And all of that goes away at the end of the run, by the way. When you get killed, eventually you lose everything. I like to play it on classic difficulty, so there is no rollbacks. There are no rollbacks for me. But there are numerous different difficulty levels that will get you very comfortable with the system, regardless of whether or not um, you have the capacity for strategic or tactical thought on any level, which I, personally, as speaking from the perspective of one who possesses no such abilities really appreciated, but I like to play it on classic because it's very challenging the idea is you want to kill everybody make them kill each other take no damage because the campaign is a long series of randomly generated uh, map positions with several branches here and there and then there are optional things that you can do or not do, and stuff like that. Um, that can get you more cards. Blah, you can also heal yourself, but that's the important thing to remember, is that all of these fights in one campaign, they are all interlinked. So your damage 
is cumulative. So you don't want to get hurt at all because you only have like 48 health and you have to get through like 15 fucking different fights in all these different tight spaces all of which will be different every time. Which is fantastic! And there'll be different enemies every time. And there are like there are different. Um, sometimes there'll be different special objectives. Uh, there'll be special enemies, special special enemies. There'll be um, the ambassador game mode, which is like the 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 Swedish ambassador is in the room, and you have to protect him and kill everybody uh, for a bonus. Mm. And then there are boss fights the thing about this game is it gets so good once you understand what the fuck it is you're doing and I'm like you know I, I still don't understand certain things about this game I've played, I've played it for 6 hours now and I really want to just press the play button right now and just fucking this, this is the ultimate pick up and play game like there as soon as I like learn the ropes like all throughout that day, the rest of that day, and into the next day, um, I was like, I could really go for some fights in tight spaces and press play. Away we go, and it also just runs. It runs great out of the box on Linux. Uh, I haven't tried it with a gamepad, but it's really a game that you can play with just a mouse. Um, but the the it's a combination of all of the super tight animations, and the ability to watch the replay after you're done without seeing all of the cards and stuff, it just shows you kind of like a cinematic replay. It's not that good, and it could be better, and I wish it was. I wish that, I wish that it, I hope that in future updates, they make that a little better, and maybe a little bit more customizable, because the game is, the game is, the game sparkles. You have all of these moves, all these attack moves, and all these different seemingly stupid or complicated movement cards, and they're drawn at random, and you you try to burn through them all, but then they go into the discard pile, eventually the discard pile goes back to your draw pile when you run out of cards, and it just repeats endlessly, and it's turn-based. Um, I should have said that at the beginning. Fuck, I'm sorry. Hmm. Oh no, I, I think I did because uh, they would have said that in their in their copy. But it's something about the tight visuals, all of the moves, and then the deeper strategies that you can do as you start unlocking different um, classes of decks. That begin to expose like the sheer genius behind fights in tight spaces if you look at their store page actually um, they had, it, it was in early access for a while but, but anyway, if you told me that like, oh yeah this is a roguelike deck builder turn based non-party non-story driven roguelike, I'd be like, yeah, you know I really have other things to do, no this is so good um the recent reviews have been overwhelmingly positive, 291. All reviews have been very positive. Let's see. 94% of the 1,121 user reviews for this game are positive. That is really good. Um, and, get, and it's deserved so far. I mean, this is not a review. We will have a full review. But yeah, so they say they have 200 plus different cards. I so I've I've unlocked 109. Um but there are cards for like okay, so let me just I'll leave you with this just to give you some ideas of what the cards are. One of the most valuable cards, well, not valuable, one of the most useful cards is slip. Every deck should have slip. Slip is a movement card. And all it lets you do is move one tile adjacent to any attacker that's like, you know, in front of you. Like, they have to be, like, attacking you. They have to be within one tile of you already. So, like, there's a guy right in front of you. Instantly, you're on his left. 
this can be this is good if you want because so when someone's going to attack it shows you the square that they're going to attack on the after the end of your turn at the start of the next turn this is how you get them to shoot each other and beat each other's heads in there's also another cool mechanic in the game which is the push mechanic where if another tile it's very much like into the breach the sequel to uh, the spiritual sequel to faster than light ftl where you spend a lot of time in these small little environments getting people to get themselves into trouble while you are escaping trouble or just destroying them viciously but there's also a combo meter which is great, anytime you move your combo meter blanks it goes back to zero but every time you don't move every attack you make adds to the combo meter and there are certain finishing cards that can only be played when you have like a certain combo meter and you have to have the card, you have to have drawn the card but those deal X amount of damage plus X amount of damage for each number of combo that you've completed but one of my favorite moves is slip because you can do that at the start of you know the start of a fight uh, and get out of the way of an incoming attack and then attack them from the side like either grapple them or you know, move them into a, or knock them back into like where the guy was sh- gonna shoot you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, or you know, kick their friend over a railing or whatever, um, or just do straight damage to their friend who is looking the wrong way, and so now you are going to be free to use the rest of your momentum to you know attack or do whatever my other favorite mechanic are all the counter cards counter and dodge cards Mm. counters give you block which replaces um, your health uh, up to until it's expended and then the rest of the incoming damage goes to your health but then you hit back outside of your turn with devastating effects and you can play multiple counter cards at the same time and so like one guy will attack you he'll hit you you'll you'll lose some block but then you'll hit him three times and he'll die um so it all moves very much like an action movie and It's so delicious. It's just really great. And the deeper strategies are really, really quite deep. Like, for instance, if you play uh, only a counter dodge deck, like where you, you can counter, you can dodge, and then you just have a series of devastating attacks, but not much movement. Um... you probably won't be attacking that much but your combo meter will go through the fucking roof because you're not going to be moving that much and you're dodging all incoming damage and your block counters have inherent block in them there's also just straight up block and all the cards about midway through each campaign can be upgraded um, in order to do this efficiently and you can also heal yourself <clears throat> but uh, in order to do that efficiently you have to complete certain sub-objectives for each mission which give you money and then you spend the money to upgrade the cards or whatever and that all goes away after the end of the run so it's a, it's a total roguelike it is really 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 good if you like uh, John Woo movies if you like uh, Jet Li if you like Wong Fei Hong uh, Drunken Master, Jet, you know, either Jet Li or um, Jackie Chan. At 13, at 13. Um, fights in tight spaces will be intoxicatingly fascinating for you. And as the game reveals all of these other mechanics, you start to get the sense of like just how crazy your deck could be. And that's kind of the other 
driving reason to keep playing the game that and it's super fun as soon as I get 20 hours in it we will be reviewing it and that will not take long I should be a you know so watch this space over the next couple weeks um, that'll do us for this week uh, get your booster shots get your booster shots do not fuck around with Omicron and I hope everyone had a uh, happy and uh, healthy uh, Thanksgiving Oh, that was the week before last week, wasn't it? Jesus Christ. I'm losing my mind. And I hope that you don't eat the lead dirt with the arsenic. All right. Cheers. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yada yada yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yada yada e. Four or five times. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.